Good morning, Bucknutters. It is Thursday, June 27th, 2019. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning 5 and Change. If it's Thursday, that can mean only one thing, the dulcet tones of 24-7 Sports Director of Recruiting, Steve Wolfong. Steve, how goes it? Good morning, Daniel. The nasally tones of Steve Wiltfong. I'm hoping for no rain here in Indianapolis, as I'm sure you guys are in Dayton and Columbus and where all you fine listeners in the Midwest are. It's been a waterlogged season so far. Let's hope summer clears up. And it's certainly looking good for the Buckeyes. Possibly a surprise to some commitment yesterday from class of 21, Revere, Ohio standout Ben Chrisman. Sometimes when a guy commits from the class earlier than the one and the key cycle, I think it can go over people's heads a little bit. Let me put in context here what Ohio State got in Christman. Ben Christman has offers from Ohio State, Georgia, Alabama, LSU, Florida, Notre Dame, and Wisconsin. If he was in this class, he'd be the third-rated player in the class behind only Julian Fleming and Paris Johnson. According to 24-7 Sports, he is the number three offensive tackle in the United States in the class of 2021. Steve, please explain to Bucknutters just how big of a deal it was to get Chrisman in the fold. He joins Jaden Ballard, Kyle McCord, and Jack Sawyer in what's turning out to be a very great start to 2021. Well, Ohio State's got four commits in the 2021 cycle. Jack Sawyer is our number two recruit in the country at 24-7 Sports. He's number two. In the composite, Ohio State now has the number one and number two players in that class committed. They have their uh, one of their top quarterback targets in Kyle McCord in the, forwards, in the fold. So you have your your quarterback, you got your pass rusher, and you got your offensive tackle in the boat. So um, things are already off to a fantastic start for Ryan Day and company in next year's cycle. And this 2020 class they're putting together is a certainly getting a boost and maybe going into a turbo mode here in the near future. Talk about Christman as a prospect. Uh, the composite doesn't have him quite as high as 24-7 sports. What are we seeing that maybe some others aren't? Well, I mean, he's six foot six, almost 300 pounds. Alan True gives him a first-round projection grade in his evaluation on 24-7 sports. And, I mean, he's got the traits that you're looking for in an offensive lineman from the, from the length uh, and the uh, uh, feet and uh, the ability to play multiple positions, uh, has that edge to him at the, at the point of attack, has the balance, um, and is a guy that um, shows that he can, um, you know, do things in the run game and in the pass game on the prep level. Definitely an elite prospect. Always nice to have the left tackle playing set up in each class. Paris Johnson and now Ben Christman in the fold. Let's talk about another offensive lineman as we back up to class of 2020. You were the first to put a crystal ball in for Indiana's Josh Fryer. Caught me by surprise. Tell people about Fryer. You had a great story on his visit and what uh, his college recruiting outlook might be. Well, Fryer's been to Ohio State like five times now. So um, he's been very excited about the Buckeyes and and, uh, talking to some sources yesterday, uh, although I thought that he was feeling really good about Penn State as well. And he took an official to Oregon that people thought that he would ultimately stay closer to home. And Ohio State's still only a little, depending on what side of Indianapolis you live on, like I live on the west, the northwest side, I can still get to Ohio State's campus in a shade under three hours. So if you live on the east side, you're probably looking at a two-and-a-half-hour drive, if not maybe even a little less. So uh, it's a pretty – some people live closer to Ohio State than they do Notre Dame in the Indianapolis area. Um 
so so he takes official visits to Indiana midweek and then takes one to Ohio State over the weekend. And I think that the uh, the trip to see the Buckeyes really set the bar in this recruitment. Uh, it was kind of an unorthodox visit in the sense that when you have these big recruiting weekends, you typically hear about how all the uh, recruits vibe together and hang together. And Josh spent a lot more time with the players on Ohio State's football team, and that's kind of that's Ohio State's calling card as recruiters. They get these young men on campus, and, and we've talked about this at nauseum. But you get you you get you get these top targets around the Ohio State players, and they're genuine and how happy they are at their program. And it's the same at Clemson, um, and, and that's why these programs recruit so well is that they just love being at Ohio State. They love being at Clemson, and and so when when these recruits get around the players on the team and see how genuinely happy they are with their situation and with their development as football players. And uh, it, it makes them uh, really attracted to the idea of playing at Ohio state. And so Josh Breyer hooks up with Dewan Jones, who is one of the largest recruits that you'll ever meet in your life. Ryan Jacoby, Nicholas Petit Freer, who's also a, a large human being and growing and Cade Stover, um, who may still look like the biggest badass in that group. Those, those four and, and Josh Fryer mosey their way on down to a local park to play pickup basketball and and in josh's words we absolutely destroyed everybody now dewan jones was a mid-major basketball recruit uh josh fryer is a, a starter on a basketball team that won a sectional championship here in the hoosier state last year and those other guys are, are big good athletes i know you talked about Cade stover and his aau rebounding ability he ran the point on this team uh, so he really enjoyed his time with those guys fryer loves coach stud uh, said that he hasn't met an offensive line coach like Coach Studd. And, and Josh has been on a lot of visits and seen a lot of places. His talk with Ryan Day, he talked about knowing that Coach Day cares for his players because he's like, look, man, this is a guy that him and his wife are helping build a hospital for infants, juveniles, teenagers with mental health issues to help them get out of their struggles. And I've heard people say good things about head coaches. I've never really heard a compliment handed out like that, which had nothing to do with football or or really, uh, it was really him just being in tune with what these guys are doing away from uh, Ohio State football, I think, is attractive. And then the last thing, I think Harry Miller, being around Harry Miller, he was like, this is a like-minded guy to me. Um, you know, uh, He said the one guy that really stood out was Harry Miller. This spring, he's taking 10 football players to Nicaragua to build schools and build houses. I think that if Josh Fryer is on this Ohio State football team next year, you can pencil him in on the next Harry Miller civil service project that he's doing um, because Josh was really attracted to that. He really fit in with the guys on the team, really likes Coach Stud. It's close to home. I like the way it's shaping up for Ohio State. Yeah, if you're playing against that quintet down at the park, I would say drive the lane at your own peril, probably work on your perimeter game. And it does seem like, and I get that it's buck nuts and I'm a homer, but it really does seem like they're putting together a nice collection of human beings as well as football players, and you cannot go wrong with that. To touch on your point there, you talk about Cameron Martinez, who's uh, maybe the number one player in Michigan. He's the Michigan State Player of the Year. He's really trending heavy to Ohio State on the crystal ball following his visit. We talked about Harry Miller, who's a, like a complete Stanford-Notre Dame-type fit. Uh, Steel Chambers last year, Stanford fit. Uh, this Cameron Martinez, Northwestern is, is in my opinion, the competition uh, here, and they have a top 25 class. This isn't your father's Northwestern that Ohio State's recruiting against with the facilities and, and things that Northwestern has going for them. I, I said to a source that it's impressive that Ohio State is winning these kind of recruiting battles 
and 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 the source wrote back it's a credit to the players on our team at being like-minded to those guys balance in ohio state's locker room is terrific right now for them to make those type of young men feel like hey I can get everything I want around similar type people. So at the end of the day, I think these kids are making decisions based on where they're the most, their personality is most comfortable. Um, and, and so these young men are really comfortable at Ohio State. I think it also helps that most of them end up needing multiple accountants. Here's the most interesting recruitment so far of this cycle. Bijan Robinson, running back. The experts at USC, the experts at Texas. Some experts for Ohio State think Bijan Robinson is coming to their school. Who's right? My gut says that Ohio State's in the best position, but I don't know for sure. I would say that that's why it's hard for, you know, when you're talking to sources around every program, it's hard to piece this puzzle together. But I, I, I'll stick to what I've said the whole time about Bijan is that when I met him this spring uh, at the Adidas 7-on-7 National Championship, he was very intrigued by Ohio State. At that point, UCLA and Arizona had probably made the biggest impression on him. He had yet to take his unofficial to Texas. He, he grew up a USC fan, according to my colleague Blair Angulo, uh, who covers the West very well. Um, but USC wasn't very sexy uh, in the spring. They've gotten a little juice right now. Anyway, I could just tell right away that Bijan Robinson was going to have a great visit to Ohio State. And I, I know you could eye roll and say, doesn't everybody have a good visit or wherever they go? That's certainly not the case. Most people have good visits. But I just knew that he would fit in uh, well with the type of guys that Ohio State has on their team. And that's exactly what happened. He came and, uh, you know, a source wrote that it was an incredible fit. Um, so I think that that along with the opportunity at Ohio State where running back's a big need for them this cycle, I think um, has has Bijan really thinking about a potential future at Ohio State. Now he's been to Texas twice. He took that unofficial, then he took his official. Um, and, and USC really did a nice job with, with their official too um, and, and making him feel like he was an incredible priority um, where I think Ohio State and Texas, it was more a – get a feel for how you fit in around here um you know where you're at on our board so um i don't know exactly what he's going to do um when you talk to uh people in ohio state's class they're incredibly confident that that Bijan's going to go to ohio state when you talk to some of the older sources um it, that it's more of a we're, we're battling um, and, and and that's on all sides but there's a level of confidence on all sides because Bijan is a kid that, um, you know, has a great personality to him. And if you're talking to him, can make you feel good about where you're standing. I feel good about the way this show went. Steve doled out a ton of excellent knowledge there. We will follow the Bijan Robinson recruitment attentively. Have a good one, Bucknerders. Take care, guys. See you on the front row.